Hello! Well, wow, this is uh, instantly different. Welcome to Film Mary Kill. This is Sam Lounsbury. Normally, this is a podcast where myself and Andy Mitchell get together and we rate the movies we've seen over the past week with the problematic rating scale of fuck, marry, and kill. Hopefully, consensually. Except for the kill part, there's a couple times I've killed things that I don't that I necessarily love. Look at you, assistant. Anyway, uh, this is gonna be a weird episode. Uh, this is my solo episode, my first one alone. This will be fun? Uh, I hope... Oh, by the way, I forgot the intro. Film! Mary Kill! Hope you did that on your end, audience, uh, cause I can't hear you. Welcome to podcasting. <laughs> oh man, sorry, I, I'm a little, I'm a little tired, I had a... Little update on me. I've I've had uh, uh I had my first physical in Chicago. I've gone my a lot of my life without having to do a physical in the city where I live. Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, I I celebrated by going to a place to get a chickpea salad and some pie, and I am just Ellen bursting. I I ate so much. I ate. Oh God. I am like. It's one of those days, ladies and gentlemen, where I don't. I don't. I, I feel comfortable saying. I am talking to you with a... I'm wearing pants, but my button is unbuttoned. And I'm just talking to you, pants on, a little a little full. A little uh, a little uh, Fullerton, as we like to say in Chicago. We have never once said that. Uh, let me... I guess we'll, we'll get started. Uh, this is going to be a, a fun show, so let's, let's, let's get started. Uh, with the movies I saw this week, uh, after the last time we talked, uh, I saw four movies... Because in the last couple of days, I went to go see my grandparents. And my grandparents have a lot of things in their house. They have great memories. They have a lot of scotch. But one thing they don't have is good Wi-Fi. But the last time I we spoke, uh, it was the 26th. And then I immediately left to go on the trip the next day. So I have not seen a lot of movies. So I had to catch up on a lot of movies. So here's what I saw. Here are the movies I saw. I saw the Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage, the very interesting documentary about the the very failed uh, concert that happened during the year of 99. I also, the next day, I saw Vicious Fun. Then I, I, I don't know why, I just needed a complete rebound. I wanted to get out of the house and also just see a movie. So I saw uh, 2021's Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Which, if, if it gets any, if, it, if we hope, if I play the game, I will, uh, with myself, if I play the game with myself, I hope I, I hope I don't pick on it, cause, well, we'll get to it. Uh, then I saw, uh, I followed up today with the 2009 horror comedy, Jennifer's Body. It is a very, uh, it, it was hated on Twitter and by fans of both film and uh megan fox uh on twitter and during the when it came out in 2009 and since then it's had a resurgence it's had a revamping of sorts a, a re a retrospective look on it and it's uh we'll, we'll i'll talk about it we'll talk about it uh anyway here's uh here, here's what i guess here's what i think of them uh i'm gonna just pick i don't have a coin in front of me so i can't pick a coin and there's no one to really flip a coin at. 
So, the the movie the, I'm just gonna do th- three of the horror movies I saw: uh, Woodstock '99, Peace, Love, and Rage, Vicious Fun, and Jennifer's Body. Right away, I think I know the order already. <laughs> uh, uh, Woodstock '99. Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna. Hmm. I'm going to. I hate to say it like this. I'm going to fuck the Diablo Cody comedy, uh, Jennifer's Body. It is fine. There's some fun lines in it. It's a, It stars Megan Fox in a very committed role uh, of her, of a cheer, high school cheerleader who becomes possessed by a demon. And it's it's got a lot of fun lines in it. It's got a lot of weird, creepy body horror stuff in it. It's a, it has a lot to say about uh, friendship and just the weird, like, toxic relationships you get into when you, when you don't know how to get out of them. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it, it deserves a lot. It didn't deserve the hatred it got in 2009, I'll tell you that much. It was definitely, it was not, it was unfairly judged by uh, haters of Megan Fox, which, which I, I, I'll admit, uh, I was... I was a bandwagon. Uh, I, I definitely back in the day. I was definitely not a fan. And I might have made a few in mean things, said a few things about her. Uh, and you know what? I, that was wrong. That was absolutely wrong. Uh, I don't think uh, it, it's not a bad movie by any means. It's not. As, it's not the worst movie on this list, and I will tell you why later. Uh, but it's definitely not. It's definitely fun. Uh, it, it wasn't meant for me, and I think I went in with the mentality of when I first saw it in 2009 I definitely laughed in it I remember laughing at it laugh, laughing with it I guess uh, but the it, it was definitely marketed at like let's bring 18 year old boys in and I was a 19 year old boy <laughs> and then I, I definitely when it the the it definitely tagged it definitely dragged me in with its very gross marketing at the time and looking back on it uh it was not marketed it was not marketed correctly at all and there's a great interview on youtube uh that megan fox and diablo cody go into detail about that they go into detail about how the the marketing of the film was very very gross and how they they were marketing like succinctly to my demographic (laughs) and you know what it worked and I got in. I definitely remember being one of the only people in the theater when I first saw it. And it's a fun... It, it's definitely... It's a horror comedy that made me laugh. And there are definitely some gross-out horror moments. And it's... It is, I can say this without, uh, without a shadow of doubt. It is my favorite Megan Fox film. I, I've only seen two other things of hers. And they both start with Transformers. The... <laughs> The next film I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about is uh, Woodstock '99. Obviously, Mary, Mary. It's uh, it is a intense, very uh, just intensely told documentary about the Woodstock as a whole, but also the Woodstock of '99 and seeing how it was almost destined for failure due to a lot due to strange. Uh, Strange acts, diff, like poor planning, uh, a terrible organizer, 
and a very uh and almost like a, a a generation gone by trying to capitalize off of Woodstock 94 but also trying to cap trying to monopolize and commercialize Woodstock as a brand entirely. Once you start making something almost 30 years afterwards uh, without the relevance, you're catering to a new generation of, uh, of music fans and music goers and concert goers with, without any idea. Who, it's not their fault necessarily, but it's just the idea that they're catering to a generation that did not understand the purpose of Woodstock. And uh, also it catered to uh, a certain sect of music fans uh, who are, uh, as, it, as a white boy, uh, they catered to angry white men. And it was by, whether it's the, the lead, lead acts being Metallica, uh, uh, this Limp Bizkit and Offspring, uh, it's definitely, it, it definitely catered to a very certain sect of, of American and a certain sect of American, of American filmgoers. And it wasn't, I, I think it was just almost destined for failure. It was destined for just absolute failure. You could also listen to Andy's side of things with his, with our previous episode. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to marry Woodstock 99 for sure. Cause it's, it was, it was probably the more horrifying of, of all the three horror movies, technically horror movies I've seen in the last couple days. Uh, Woodstock 99 is absolutely the most horrific because it shows the depravity and the, the monstrous behavior of humans when they all try to go to what they hope is a very fun concert. And it, it solidifies every reason why I don't go to them. Uh, I'm not a big concert guy. I don't buy, I, it's, I, don't, I love music. I love seeing it live, but I also uh, don't like standing and don't like the idea of getting hypothermia. So uh, that's that's why I that's why I am going to marry Woodstock '99. Now on to kill. Uh, this is vicious fun. Oh boy. Oh oh boy. Why why do I hate vicious fun so much? It's oh man. I it's hard to pinpoint unless you see it. It is a, the premise is really, it's really intriguing. It, it's a horror critic who stumbles into a support group for serial killers. That alone is a great idea. You have a lot, you have a lot of uh, premise there. You, you can, you can play with the horror, horror, uh, the, the, pers- the critic's knowledge of horror and his application of, of that and realizing the real life horror, horror ideas around him. And seeing how scary they all are, uh, they could, he could also just like learn life lessons about how he's a very sheltered film critic. Which, not talk about stereotypes, but not all critics are sheltered. Andy and I are both very outgoing, but the, you could talk about sheltered film critic going out and learning about life through people and learning about how to grow his emotional palate through people who don't have emotions. That would be fun, but uh, this this film decides to do none of that and wastes a lot of the time and energy that that the script should have done uh they should have done another pass on the script a couple a couple passes on the script it probably would have been a million times better if they just said hey we should do this a couple more times 
we should take we should try like shorten things out try to get to things faster try to stretch things out maybe maybe not worry maybe try to figure out what we're trying to scare people about or try to freak them try to find out why things are scary as opposed to just gross the fuck out of people with like weird dumb uh body horror shit that's unrelated to the story at all and also, it, it, it seems like every character in this movie is is do is doing like a bit. Like they're all they're all crank, they're all doing cranked up to eleven characters, including the main character who's supposed to be our entry point into this. Uh, it, it's I don't want to this I don't want to make fun of the filmmakers. I don't want to make fun of Shutter. Uh, they have a lot of good stuff. Please check that out. That's how I saw it. Um, it's. But it's it's I've never seen so, uh, such a good premise look so good, but fail on every story element imaginable. It is uh, un unbelievable in how bad this movie is. It, it, it not in a fun way either. It looks it's very competently made. Everyone everything is like w like well crafted, well done. It reminds me a lot of the Shed, another Shutter exclusive. That uh, a movie that. That is a complete waste of time. It's even though the, it looks very beautiful, it looks everything about it looks like a real movie. They have actors that are doing performances. They're they are and it's well lit. Every like everyone's doing a good. Every technical aspect on this movie is fine. There's a the lighting's good. The camera's good. Everything's in focus. There's there's a clear vision going in here. I just wish that the story step up to it or the the characters were were maybe toned down there was like everything was cranked up to 11 and it made it made me and it made me exhausted going through each five minutes and it's really every five i had to stop this movie every five minutes because i was exhausted with it it just seemed like it was so tiresome it was so so poorly managed and there's no cohesive tone to it it seems like they all got one note, and that was, be fucking crazy. And that includes every character in the movie. That includes the the lead, our lead, played by Joel. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know what? I'm not gonna name any name actors, because they are, uh, they, 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 they've probably all done better performances of this. Hell, Joe, sorry, there's David Kepner is in this movie, and he's given great performances, but he is uh, completely wasted in this movie, as is with everyone else in this film. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to kill Vicious Fun. Do not see it. Do not even mention to me about it. Uh, it is a bad capital B movie. And not a fun bad movie. A very, like, unfun bad movie. It's exhausting. It's, it's, has so much potential and it completely wastes all of it. And it's a shame. It's a shame, really. All right, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to marry Woodstock 99, fuck Jennifer's body, which I feel really gross saying, <laughs> and uh, kill Vicious Fun. Let's, now let's look at what Andy's watched in the last couple days. Andy has logged also four items. Let's, let's see what they are. Looks like Andy has finished The Underground Railroad, the miniseries by Barry Jenkins. He also saw The Green Knight, which... I'm very jealous because I have not seen the Green Knight, and boy oh boy, do I want to. Uh, 
The the other one uh, Andy has seen is a movie called The Broadway Melody. It looks like he doesn't like it. Uh, it looks like he, he downright hated it. Uh, it's probably the lowest score I've ever seen a film he's given. And uh, I made him watch Hellraiser. So... <laughs> yeah, uh, the Broadway melody, I think this is who did direct this. Harry Beaumont. I'm assuming that's somebody old and or dead. Well, and the f final film he saw was the 2008 uh, Incredible Hulk movie starring Edward Norton in, a, in his one prize, in his one MCU movie after his like well-known leaving of the franchise. And just the leaving of, uh, leaving of MCU entirely. And you know what? As someone who's, uh, who's heard a lot of interviews from the guy, MCU, I don't blame you. I get it. But yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great that he's still watching movies. It's great that he hasn't, been, that Phil Mary Keel hasn't ruined movies for him. And I hope that we get to see him soon again. But yeah, uh, this is this has been uh, a quick episode of Phil Mary Kill. Uh, I'll tell you right now, they're going to be much longer and much uh, much more two-way. We're going to have, there's going to be a lot of guests. There's going to be a lot of people coming on the show. I'll give you a little preview of what's happening next week. Uh, it looks like we're going to have Tommy Spears on the show as a guest. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck you, Tommy Spears. The creator of Amtin CC6 and the co-creator, I believe co-creator, of uh, Dix, the web series is going to come on the show and he's, we're going to have a fun time. We're going to, we're going to lol. We're going to lol about stuff. We're, he's going to talk about movies that he's seen. Hopefully I will have seen more movies than him. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be the next week. And then we're going to have a couple other guests. I, I can't tell you all of them cause I don't have them completely booked, but a couple of them are going to be comics. A couple of them are going to be people that we've talked about on the show. A couple of them are going to be three people. So that's going to be fun. We're going to have a crossover episode, or I guess uh, crossover on my end, of uh, the lovely bod podcast Brouhaha from Bottles and Cans. That'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to that episode. It, it, <laughs> mainly I'm going to be curious of what, what we watch because I live with two of those people, two out of three of the people on that podcast. And I'm curious of like what, what overlap we'll see and what overlap we won't have, or I guess the, the, the divergence of that. I, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a great episode. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, until uh, until next time, everyone. Shabang.